Hello there and welcome back. It is Friday, so time for another episode of the Change and Evolve Letter. Thank you for joining me. And we are in episode four about narcissism. And today I would like to speak just a bit more about narcissistic personality disorder or NPD. And this is at, well, at least for now, the last episode on narcissism. And I know I only touch two types of narcissism, the grandiose or overt narcissism and vulnerable or covert narcissism. And yes, there are more. And I would like to just very briefly um, go into these to at least have mentioned them. And of course, I know that this could become an endless series and, well, I might allow myself to come back to this topic now and again. But here it goes. Communal narcissism. The behavior of a communal narcissist is motivated by a desire for social power and a sense of superiority or entitlement. And because of this, their actions don't always match their beliefs. Communal narcissists tend to view themselves as rather altruistic and claim to care deeply about fairness. And they often present themselves to others as supportive and even selfless. And then there is antagonistic narcissism. And in contrast with the communal narcissists, antagonistic narcissists take a highly competitive approach to social interactions. And they often exhibit this, this zero-sum thinking, believing that every situation has a loser and a winner. And this view of the world leads them to be, well, aggressive and, and hostile. And they may be quite quick to disparage others and slow or even unwilling to forgive. And then there's malignant narcissism. And I believe malignant narcissists are probably the most dangerous ones as they can be more destructive form of the personality disorder. And in addition to the typical signs of narcissism, the malignant narcissist might be aggressive, paranoid, or even sadistic, taking joy in other people's pain. They tend to display antisocial behavior, disregarding the rights or safety of others. And as I mentioned in the last episode, the types can, can blur together. There is no black or white. But as I mentioned today, I would like to dive a little deeper into NPD or Narcissistic Personality Disorder. I think what you really need to know is that NPD is a formal mental health diagnosis and not just a type of personality or a personal choice. A mental health condition, including a personality disorder, affects how someone feels 
thinks and behaves. And in turn, this can deeply affect day-to-day living and how people function in their relationship at work or just in general. And people with narcissistic personality disorder are often regarded as self-centered, lacking empathy, and having a great need for attention, recognition, and praise. But underneath this apparent sense of superiority are other important aspects at play. People with NPD can face challenges in their relationships because of how they are perceived and how they act. Counseling and, well, professional support can sometimes help them find a different way to connect to others and manage the shifts that may characterize this personality disorder. Well, the trouble here is that due to the behavior, the thinking and self-perception of most narcissists, they will most likely not be willing to even acknowledge that something could be wrong with them. There are actually very specific criteria for the diagnosis of narcissistic personality disorder in the most recent edition of the Diagnostic and Statistical Manual of Mental Disorder, the DSM-5. And the following are the nine symptoms of narcissistic personality disorder. The criteria to diagnose NPD include at least five of these nine symptoms of narcissistic personality disorder. And the symptoms of NPD is, they are usually complex and they should only be diagnosed by a mental health professional. Number one is grandiosity and self-importance. Number two, fantasies of success, perfection or power. Number three, a strong conviction of being special and unique. Number four, a need for admiration and praise. Number five, entitlement. Number six, a pattern of exploiting others for personal gain. Number seven, low empathy. Number eight, envy, jealousy, and distrust. Number nine, arrogance, haughtiness, and scorn. The diagnosis criteria require these symptoms of narcissistic personality to remain consistent over time and show up in most domains of life, be they personal or professional. And these symptoms may impair a person's ability to function and relate to others in general. And what is also important to know, again, is that Personality disorders are not a personal choice because common misconceptions about them can can actually complicate recovery for people who might want to reach out for help. In fact, the idea that narcissistic personality disorder symptoms can't be treated is just another myth. As I mentioned, it is not easy for a narcissist to admit 
that there is a mental health issue or personality disorder at hand. But that's the clinical side of NPD. When you are in any way involved with a narcissist, it doesn't really matter which type. There are certain things you need to know and there are also questions you need to ask. When the narcissist tells you they have changed and they love bomb you, suddenly give you the attention you always wanted, do the things you have so often asked them for, you need to ask two very important questions. And question one is, why now? Why can they change now and why couldn't they do it a year ago or five years ago? They heard you all the time, but decided to ignore you and your needs. So why now? Well, the answer is actually quite simple. Because now their pain is big enough. They want your attention back. And with that, get the control back that they have lost. They need their supply of your love and admiration and everything else you have always given them so freely. Question two. Have you changed enough? And this is actually the more important question to ask yourself in this situation. Have you changed enough to realize when the narcissist falls back into their usual patterns, which they always do? Will you catch it right away? The narcissist will make any promise of change that they think you want to hear. Will you take their word or will you only believe actions? And what will you do when the narcissist doesn't follow through? You're the one that has to change. So to not allow to be treated badly ever again, not by anyone. They will not change, but you can. Simply by saying no. Don't allow anyone to make you feel unworthy. And it is true that only you can break that pattern. And if it's not for this relationship, then maybe for the next one. There's one thing you should probably never do. Just don't argue with a narcissist. Don't try to make sense of them and don't try to find closure. You never win an argument with a narcissist. You will never make sense of a narcissist and you will never get closure. Just walk away and never look back, ever. I made this mistake over so many years. I kept trying to make sense of what was and kept happening. And I so wanted to understand. And it nearly broke me. And it nearly cost me my life. I think the worst question an empath can ask themselves when it comes to the behavior of a narcissist is, what have I done to deserve this?
you didn't do anything. A narcissist is not capable of love and empathy. They don't care and simply move on to the next supply. It's just part of the pattern of a narcissist. You probably need to come to terms with certain truths in life, especially with a narcissist. A. If they wanted to, they would. B. No response is a response. C. Not everyone has the same values, the same goals, or the same heart that you have. D. People don't abandon people that they love. People abandon abandon people that they use. Know the difference. And even more, know your worth. And E. If you don't make peace with your past, it will keep coming back to haunt you. At the end of the day, the only thing that can work is no contact ever again. And then you do the work to heal yourself and lead the life that is meant for you. Taking all this into account, one should also know that narcissists are often highly intelligent people who, when properly guided, can achieve incredible things. If they are also among those who recognize their narcissism and work to get it under control. They are capable of amazing things. The first step is, as usual, self-awareness, self-reflection, and of course, the will to work on oneself. And as my song of the week, I chose this fantastic song by Pink, all I know so far here in a beautiful duet with Kelly Clarkson. Well, the song starts at minute 2.25 if you want to go to that spot and don't want to watch the interview. And the lyrics, they're amazing and Pink is at her best. And of course, this song has been added to the Spotify playlist that you find right here. It's just one click away. Like it, share it, or just listen to some good music. And my poem of the week, I thought it was very fitting, is a beautiful one by Langston Hughes, who lived from 1902 to 1967, and it's called Still Here. I've been scared and battered, my hopes, the wind done scattered. Snow has frizzed me, sun has baked me. Looks like between them they done Try to make me stop laughing, stop loving, stop living. But I don't care. I'm still here. And as an impression, well, it's just something that always puts a smile on my face. My favourite flowers, it's a field full of poppies, which I absolutely adore. So... Thank you again for your time and for listening to this episode. I know there is so much more to be said about this topic about narcissism, and please feel free to reach out to me. 
And if you do know anyone that has been subjected to narcissistic abuse, please share this letter with them. And if you enjoyed it, well, leave a heart, leave a comment, and I wish you an amazing weekend. Yours, Tanya.